What's up, everyone? This is Angelo coming at you with episode 212 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. The video podcast drops at noon Eastern the same day, and then the audio hits all platforms on Mondays. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. And if you're watching this video on YouTube, give the video a like. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. It's an excellent way to show your support. We've got a lot to dive into here in episode 212. My special guest is Nicole from Hit Like a Girl. They just announced their new album, Heart Racer, due to drop April the 2nd via Refresh Records. There's a lead single called Boardwalk that we're going to talk about. There's a mobile video game in support of just the single. There's an animated music video for Boardwalk. There's merch, there's vinyl, there's all kinds of stuff that we're going to dive into. And I'm so excited to share my conversation with Nicole from Hit Like a Girl. All right, I am so excited for my next guest. They have a new album dropping on April the 2nd titled Heart Racer. And the second that it dropped, I jumped on it. All of you should do the same. We're going to dive into so much about this album and a lot more. Everybody, welcome my guest, Nicole, on Hi, the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, it's a it's an open-ended question, but how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly doing great, and um, I almost feel a little guilty about it for how suspiciously well I am doing right now. <laughs> Isn't that how fucked up the world is right now? I, it, you know, it's... There's so many reasons why it's fucked up, but like even oh, yeah. when we feel good, like mm-hmm. we, it's like scary to feel like that. And it's almost like, wait, there's gotta be something bad going on. You yeah, know? for sure. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, it's awesome to, to hear that you're doing well. Um, I would be on cloud nine with that album announcement. Uh, it's really exciting. Uh, everyone on social media was embracing it and really just what a day, what a day, because y- you didn't just drop a single and drop uh, an album announcement, but a mobile video game, uh, <laughs> an animated music video, merch, vinyl. It was really actually intensely I, awesome. I know. I almost feel like it was like we we were all talking about how like we had too much. Like we were like, is this a lot? Like this is a lot of assets. <laughs> you're, if anything, you're just putting the bar pretty fucking high for what you're yeah. going to do for the next one, you know? Yeah, I guess it was really, yeah, it was really hard to like kind of like just stay quiet about it all this time, but you know. I started dropping hints like, you know, Monday or whatever before we started talking about stuff. But yeah, it was just like really exciting to like have all this stuff geared up and ready to go. Yeah, um, yeah no, it was a great day. Honestly, the feedback and the everything that's been received so far has been really well. Um, could not have had a better announced day, I think. Yeah, it really from an outside perspective and, and seeing bands and supporting bands that do this all the time. It was awesome it was one of my most exciting like announcements um that so far this year for real and i i tweeted about it like three seconds it took me three <laughs> seconds to go and pre-order I, that uh, album thank you so much for doing that oh my god seriously i mean uh, you could see my collection behind me it just keeps yeah, growing that's so and sick. i can't wait to, to to get yours i'm so excited we'll talk about that and where to get it and i i i implore everybody to support this album it's going to be amazing um before we dive into it though i always like to um help me and my listeners kind of get to know the artists i'm talking to a little bit more so uh, give us a little background on hit like a girl how you got to this point to where you're about to release heart racer sure um yeah so hit like a girl is essentially has always been me uh is the primary core of it 
Um, I've tried to assemble a permanent lineup of members all this time, but it's uh, really difficult to find people who have the availability to commit and things like that. So I've just sort of embraced the idea that it's always going to be a collective of sorts, um, which is fun. I get to hire different musicians and different friends for different tours, recording projects, you know, whatever have you. So um, that's kind of fun. Um, it started as like a, just like an acoustic, like singer songwriter thing by myself, like four years ago, five years ago. Um, but playing alone isn't very like fulfilling or fun for me. Um, so I, I don't know, just started with the idea of, okay, well, I can't find a band. So let me just find people who want to play temporarily. And then that's just how the, uh, rotating cycle of touring members started happening and whatnot. Um, and yeah, uh, the first two records were songs I wrote like a really long time ago. And it was just like a culmination of like my life up to that point. And then, yeah, Heart Racer is probably about like the past like year and a half, two years of my life. Um, so it was really exciting to finally get that chapter of my life out there. Yeah, you seem extremely authentic and transparent with your lyrics and writing and music. And it's one of the most inviting inviting like entities really I, that I've ever seen in the music world. And so with that, I kind of want to dive into this next question and it is all about community, right? Yeah. So hit like a girl is the epitome of community. <laughs> Everybody talks about it. You know, um, Jamie, um, with, uh, know your buds and everything like that's like how, you know, they push it and every, I, that's just what this is, you know, and it's beyond the music too. And we'll dive into that more, but, um, what you're doing is what I really would love to see more of the music scene do you know, and to emulate. Um, one example is the amount of people that you have featured on this <laughs> album. And you're mentioning how it's kind of like a rotating, you know, schedule of artists and stuff, which I think there's a lot of value to that. Like how much yeah. diversity does that bring in and, and perspective? It's, it's um, so much fun. It's like, you truly don't know what people are going to bring to the table until it's time to hit record. Um, yeah, and like same with uh, what we played fest last the last fest that happened uh, we played I had seven people on stage it was so much fun everyone everyone kept saying that my hit like a girl set was like a ska set because and, and then I had like two people like you know uh, alternating on like keys and trumpet and stuff it was a lot of fun um, but yeah it, it's super exciting to see what different aspects and ideas people bring to the table it does seem to work out like with the finished product and I'm sure, sure and you and I were talking a little bit off the air about just like being an artist or in you know doing creative things and the anxiety you get to put it out there right and right, to, yeah. to make sure it works and stuff um but it, and it's almost an intriguing thing that I, I guess we're not going to dive into the science of it but it is intriguing to see there is a consistency in your sound though that carries from I think the 2017 debut mm -hmm. then 2018 was the other album you had a couple singles in between and now we're here with mm -hmm. it but there's a consistency that really remains even though there is like a little bit of a diversity in who's contributing which is a cool aspect but on this topic of building community and, and, and the people that you have on board, first of all, I personally am looking forward to Jer from the Sonderbombs uh, being on here. Uh, and I don't know if you can even dive into like maybe what track they're going to be on or, or how they contributed. But it, uh, holistically, who you know, I'd like to just hear who else is involved in this and their features and things like that. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't think any of that needs to be a secret. We're only like we're like a month away from release. So, yeah. it's, you know. It's not a big deal, but yeah, uh, Jer actually played drums on the whole record too. So, uh, no yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, wow. 
right before uh, COVID hit, um, we were on tour in March with a band called Short Fictions from Pittsburgh. And uh, Jer came along for fun. And then also they were going to, the plan was to tour to South by, and I had a drummer that was gonna tour to South by with me and they were gonna go home. And then Jer was gonna finish playing drums for the second like leg of that tour. So they came just like for fun for the first half and then they were gonna play for the second half. But, you know, since we had to cancel halfway through the tour, um, you know, we obviously spent a lot of time in the car talking and I was talking about how we were gonna record a record and things like that. Um, and I was going to originally have Liv from Adult Mom record the drums, but they were so busy with like their Pale Hound tour. Um, so, you know, she didn't really have the time to finish. She started writing, like some of the drum parts on the record, she, I think, inspired because um, she had started writing them. Um, but then she didn't have the time to record. So I was talking about it in the band. I was just like, I need a drummer to record the record. Uh, and Jared was like, I would do it. And I was like, that would be sick. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then in the studio, I was talking about how I wanted to get some people to sing on it and stuff. And they were just like, I'll sing on a song. And I was like, yes, please. Cause I don't know if anyone knows Jared's project Shay, but it is so good. They are just so talented. Wait, so um, Jared, you're saying has a project a solo project of just them it's well uh, it's a they have a band too like they kind of have like a background band as well but it's called they, shay and they sing and play guitar on that project aren't they releasing something soon i hope so i, <laughs> I really hope so it's so like, good you know um I, I've recently just been following Jer a little bit more because of the Sonderbombs and uh, sure. Clothbound was an album I have it behind me somewhere on vinyl uh, amazing amazing I get goosebumps I'm even thinking about I'm getting goosebumps right now um mm -hmm. I, I had them I had the Sonderbombs on like episode 150 160 I mean that that wow. feels like seriously so long ago um cool. but yeah Jer is so talented and I followed them on TikTok as well and mm -hmm. they're doing great things there um, it's so cool. To, again, this is the community. Like, this is what this is what makes Hit Like a Girl so amazing. Um, is this community you build? Um, something else though that's interesting about Heart Racer is uh, that it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. It's going to be the label debut for Refresh Records, right? Uh, like for mm, like between the two of us, you right? Like this is your first time ever releasing oh. via Refresh, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yep. And before it was Chatterbot, I believe, and then you did it on your own, correct? Yep. Uh, yeah, the first record was a uh, self-release. Second one was Chatterbot, but we didn't press that one to vinyl or anything. We just did a really limited like CD run. Um, and then, yeah, this is uh, Heart Race is going to be our first vinyl release, which is super exciting. OK, so I was curious if you had ever released vinyl before, because for me, being a vinyl nerd and have playing played in bands in the past, I've never, ever had a record on vinyl. And to me, it's like a bucket fucking list thing. Yeah, was... I've, I've never held a record in my hands before so it's like really really exciting <laughs> do you have like the test pressing already from it not yet but uh working on it i we were actually really surprised because i don't know if you know but like a lot of vinyl plants right now are like super far like pushed back but uh luckily we, um i think josh from refresh found one uh in some country that was able to get us a turnaround time quote for april so that's insane yeah that's i really think we'll insane. have uh well also too we like submitted it a little while ago so i think we'll actually have the test presses like relatively soon amazing so exciting all right so this is then the first release that you're doing via refresh so yes. 
how did you get lined up with them? I love to hear about the dynamics that artists have with labels. It, it has evolved throughout the years and labels, to, from my perspective, have given more sovereignty to the artists. They've backed away and realized, look, we're not the fucking artists here. Let's let them do what they're good at. So what's it been like? It seems like you're just going with this. How has it been working with Refresh on this release so far? It's really a dream come true, honestly. Um, so it's not, not really a funny story, but um, obviously when it came time to start shopping the record around, um, I already had like a whole like spreadsheet of emails of labels to reach out to. So, you know, I reached out to as many people that I knew and could off the top of my head, but I knew that I was probably going to need some help. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with Henderson Cole from The Alternative. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so he uh, agreed to let me hire him as like my music lawyer. Um, and he also just so happened to have a couple contacts at, at labels and stuff. So it was just kind of like a little while, like a month or two of me and him emailing labels and shopping the record around. And then I don't know, he reached out to Refresh and they and Josh got back to Henderson like immediately and was like, I love this. I want to be on board. So it was just um, and he really expressed like how he really believed in the record and believed in me. And that's enough for me. You know, if someone says, I believe in you, I think we're going to kill it. That's, you know, I was just like, all right, let's do it. So we, you know, negotiated a little bit and took a little time to make sure all our ducks were in a row. And here we are now. And um, he's super like, he keeps me updated on everything, super like on top of his shit. So it's like, I couldn't have asked for a better partner in this. Yeah. And, and I mean, Again, somebody who obviously had no clue this announcement was coming. I, I normally have some sort of heads up and I may have missed something that somebody had sent me along the way. But honestly, um, whatever day it is now, it's so hard with podcasting to know what they were talking about. <laughs> Whenever the album was announced, I was just I really was at awe at the synergy that, uh, between everybody involved, because, again, community is like the key word, it seems here with you yeah. and with hit like a girl. And it just like it came together so nicely that it really is um, inspiring. And I think bands, other artists should be paying attention and not, I don't even mean like bands and musicians, like, cause you're embracing other mediums, even just with a single release. And we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it's what you're doing really is um, quite impressive. So the lead single off of heart racer is boardwalk. And, you know, we've been teasing about all the stuff that you've been doing to push it and the album. Before we go even further, just the the song itself, um, it feels like a journey. Um, and and at the very <laughs> yeah. end, like I was almost caught off at the end. I love the aesthetic that you brought in the end with some of the different sounds. Mm. Oh, it really brought me into your space. It felt like in that moment. But what a goddamn journey! Can you give me some background on the song, um, on the lyrics, on on anything like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so a lot of people have said that my lyric writing is very like journal like, diary like. Um, which is true. I literally, I have kept journals my entire life. I have a gigantic stack of full journals and um, I really like to really like to write poetry. So that's why I, I don't know if you've noticed, but all of my songs rhyme. That's just, I prefer to listen to songs that rhyme. So I just, you know, whatever. Um, so all my songs start as poems is what I'm, or, or a journal entry of the sort, you know, some sort of mix. So Boardwalk is about a, just a date I went on um, with an ex to this uh, exhibit or I don't know uh, what to call it, but um, in Bush Gardens, it's like an amusement park in Virginia. I've uh, been there. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So they have during uh, the, during Christmas time, they have like a thing, a whole thing set up and it's called Christmas town. 
and you like walk around and there's like all these different cute little shops and um you know you can buy like candy and ornaments and like it's it's big it's like really it took you know we were there all day um and they have like rides and games and everything and uh we just had a really nice cute day and they actually had like the game section was legitimately set up like a boardwalk like you know like the booths and the prizes hanging around the thing like it was really cute and they're all like christmas themed prizes and stuff so um it's just basically about that day um and i don't know it, because boardwalks remind me of the summer it like i was kind of going for like a christmas in july kind of vibe and um yeah obviously i don't know i guess to make it it, it, you know, when it ended, it sort of just felt like a dream, literally. So that's kind of where the ending sequence of the song kind of comes in. I always like to put a little Easter egg lyric behind me, uh, somewhere behind me. Um, and that's kind of wherever it is. I can't point whenever I'm doing it in reverse. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, that's that we should talk is kind of the, the end lyric that leads into that, like, yeah. outer sequence and stuff. It's so thoughtful. Wow. <laughs> we are in depth with our research here. At yeah. Holy shit. You know, it's funny. So I ordered that a couple months ago. Um, and the sure. first the first band I ever used that on was a band um, called Dear Youth. And I, I really like them. Everybody should check out Dear Youth. I had Jared on. And it was like halfway through the episode or something. He realized that his lyrics were back. On. <laughs> I did. I did notice that sign. But, you know, I, I, I figured it was pretty, uh, you know, relevant to you being up like doing interviews you know <laughs> right uh, as I was putting that up I was thinking this really does f fit like the aesthetic and yeah. I like it to be vague like I want you know as I'm giving my secrets out literally as I'm recording <laughs> this like I'm, I like to be vague and not point it out and I'm pointing it out so right. whatever <laughs> well, it's cool thank you for doing that I, I do appreciate the devil and the details um very quickly um I am curious on uh, timeline and uh, man is timeline just so crazy these days with COVID just like fucking up everything for me right and yeah. everybody else um, in terms of perspective but when did you start like writing Heart Racer and then when did you go into the studio because um, the reason why I really am curious on this is if you recorded it during mm -hmm. this pandemic I, I that's even more kudos for you to accomplish that and even if you didn't that's fine but I'm just curious yeah, we did, yeah. Um, so the a uh, couple of the tracks on the record I wrote um, a while ago, like a couple years ago. And then some of them I wrote like a month before we went into the studio. So, um, you know, and I had a couple extra songs that didn't make it, you know, things like that. So, yeah, it's been I've been working on it for a while. Pretty much whatever what usually seems to happen is I record a record and then like listen to the mixes long enough to like feel like, oh, I could have done this better. You know, so then I'll like start writing songs that I wish I had written for the record that we just recorded. So that's kind of so like when I did the first record, I started writing the second one almost immediately after because I that's like what I wish I had done. And then when we finished that record, I was just like, huh, I really sort of wish I did this instead. And that's sort of what like kind of trickled into Heart Racer. And even now I'm sitting on like four new song ideas because I've heard Heart Racer so many times. I'm like, fuck, I wish I did this. <laughs> oh my God. What an epic way to really describe this. This, um, I'm sure that kind of happens without other artists recognizing it because they're just so brutal on themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, you know, obviously I love everything that I put out. Um, but what artist isn't going to sit there and be like, wow, I could have done better. You know, anyone any, doing anything, you know, um, anything that you do, of course, you're always going to critique yourself and say like, oh, I could have done better. 
So instead of dwelling on it, I just try to write something like the next thing, you know, it's amazing. It, yeah. That's what in what a that is something I, I hope is as people are listening to this, like listen to that and really <laughs> take that because I feel like um, and I talked to this uh, with Magnolia Park last week about um, artists being afraid. What I like about Magnolia Park, am, amongst many things, is they aren't afraid to just keep reposting stuff that they've done. Like, why? Right. Let why it not? End, right. Why let it end all your hard work and stuff like that, you know? And Audio so, Tree um, tweeted something a couple weeks ago and it was, it fucking hit me. It was, uh, make album cycles longer than three hours again. <laughs> and I was like, yo, that's so fucking true. But like also same, like, um, I don't know, like the record we put out in 2018, what makes love last? Like, I love that record. And I wish it like, there wasn't like a weird stigma to like post about like cool shit you did like a couple years ago. You know what I mean? Um, we're, I'm going to mention a second Jer. Uh, we talked about Jer from the Sonder Bombs. I'm going to mention uh, Jer from Ska2 Network now. Um, they are somebody who, again, I find inspiration in because, again, so many reasons. But what they, uh, they play on Heart Racer too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, that wasn't announced on social media. No, it wasn't because it's. It, I guess probably because they didn't. They don't sing on it, so I don't know. I guess. So do you yeah. have horns then? Is that what it's going to be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Um, okay. Wait now. Like my brain is going <laughs> everywhere. This is great. This is great. Fuck. What was I even talking about before? Oh, Jer. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Jer, that is so exciting. Oh my God. I love Jer. Uh, they've honestly been inspiring me a lot with on TikTok. I mean, they're killing it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And, oh my god, yeah. Right. And and they're talking about like they're they're calling people out. And that's what I love. Like they're not afraid to say what's on their mind. And the but to to the uh, the point of what I'm trying to make is the one day Jer was on a live uh stream on their TikTok. Yeah. And and they were wearing their own merch. And I even commented like, yo, this should happen more. Because mm-hmm. there's this like promote the, the goal of what I'm trying to get to before I go off the rails is right. uh, something that I really appreciate is just going for um, what you create and 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 let it evolve. And that seems like what you've done. What's that? And be proud of it and show it off. On this um, album release day, we talked. There was a lot of stuff to dive into. Um, the first is I want to talk about the vinyl, but we're also going to talk about the animated video and the mobile game. Um, that turquoise splatter in transviolet is one of the best variants I've ever seen. I mean, really, really, really fucking love it. And there was no question, um, that thing better sell the fuck out like within the next couple days. Mm -hmm. Um, something else. Are you? Okay. Um, so pay attention everybody. And I have a (laughs) lot of friends that follow me just to see what variants I get and stuff. And so here's your warning. Go and jump on that. The first 100 orders include a free merch bundle with Heart Racer candies and tattoo sticker sheet, headphone sticker, notebook, and pencil, which you can also buy separately. If I'm correct, I think it's only like $3, which is a goddamn steal for something so cute like that and just so aesthetically pleasing. Um, I feel like the name of the game right now is like things you can actually utilize at home, you know? Like who doesn't want like the, the typical merch that you would buy at a show? We all do, but like also... I don't have the opportunity to wear my band shirts as often as I did in the the before times. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'll use a notebook and a pencil at home, you know, no problem. 
Absolutely. Um, so again, this um, this merch drop it was very, very impressive. I'm also under the impression that some might be able to get this vinyl and merch outside of the U.S. What, yeah. what's, what's the whole thing going on with the vinyl drop? Anything that we should know about? Where can we get it? Things like that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you pretty much live in the United States, I would recommend that you pre-order the record from Refresh Records. Um, their website is refreshrecs.com. And we also teamed up with a little label in London called Rose Colored Records. So if you live in the United Kingdom or in Europe, um, I would definitely recommend you pick up the record from them. And they have their own exclusive variant of the record as well. So that's super exciting. Um, yeah, very, very, very fortunate for that. I didn't really foresee that coming, but um, I don't remember exactly. I think it's Andy from Rose Color Records hit me up and um, because, you know, I was like tweeting stuff in the beginning of shopping the record around like, oh, I'm looking for labels. Um, so he reached out to me and was like, I would love to put this out in the UK. And I was like, yes, let's do it. So, okay. The, the vinyl, amazing. Everybody go check that out. Refreshes record. I'm going to go, um, anybody listening, check like the descriptions and I even may have something scrolling right now. There's going to be links. We're going to get you there. Just pay attention. Um, the animated music video you talked about, you know, or we talked about really the aesthetic of the song boardwalk. And then here's this animated video that is just the color palette is amazing and you feel like you're at this boardwalk, like in this like period of time. The creativity that went into this, I think, is wild. Talk to me about who did this, uh, how it was created, the, the idea process. Literally all, all, all of the credit goes to Jez Pennington, um, who I believe also lives in the United Kingdom. Um, oh. He killed it. Like yeah. he pretty much thought he did everything. I pretty much just asked him if he would do it and we bounced ideas off each other a little bit i sent him some like pictures to reference and he really just took it and ran with it he knocked it out of the fucking park um i he's done a couple videos for bands that i know and love he did a video for into it over it he did a video for tiger's draw um he did this really cute video for a band called uh early humans um so yeah, he, he has a very uh, impressive resume on his site, but yeah, he killed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The video is so aesthetically pleasing. And, and again, yeah. just this drop, um, this announcement and boardwalk and everything at all, the synergy just tied together with the aesthetics and the vibe. It really artists need to be looking at this and, and, and doing more like this. Uh, it's a cool way to set that bar. Um, and truly one of the most inventive and I'm sure other bands have done stuff like this, but whatever. It's one of the most inventive things I've seen. Uh, you created a mobile game. Uh, I, was gonna to, say, I think My Chemical Romance made a game, I think. Well, whatever, you know, <laughs> they, they uh, My Chemical Romance can make a spaceship, I guess, if they really wanted to, you know, um, in this, you know, indie DIY scene like this is, you know, this is fucking awesome. This is so cool to really embrace other mediums. And it's not just for like the consumer why I'm excited about it. It's because you're giving opportunity for other artists to do things, you know, mm -hmm. to, to like explore their own creativity. Again, it's all about the community. And that's why I absolutely love you. Um, <laughs> I do. So talk to me about this mobile game. I see that somebody is bragging about a high score. I only tried it once and I did not beat the high score, but honestly, I wasn't, even, I wasn't trying that hard. I guarantee you I could beat it and I probably will do something to promote this episode of, of me trying to beat it. But yeah. how did this idea come about? Who created it? Things like that. 
I've wanted to make a game for so fucking long. Um, like even before the pandemic, the uh, unfortunately we are all glued to our phones. It just, it is what it is. And I was like trying to think of like, how can I engage with fans through the phone besides your typical music video and social media posts and things like that, um, video content, like all that's great. But uh, you know, I really wanted to try and think of something different. I was like toying around with the idea of an app, but who the fuck would want an app for like one? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, so really... I would have downloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know what I, what it would be. So, you know, whatever that idea didn't last. And then I went on um, like this, like freelance, like commission website, Fiverr. I don't know if you know what that is, but I was just like browsing there, like trying to like find something. So originally when I was like, all right, I'll make a game. Originally, I was thinking like a Candy Crush kind of game-ish just because, you know, uh, they're fun and <laughs> addicting and colorful and whatever. But, um, you know, that didn't really pan out either. So then I was just like, this is never going to happen. So I'm just going to forget it. And then um, when we were talking about like the release plan and whatnot uh, a couple months ago, uh, Jamie from No Earbuds, I was, you know, just expressing how I have always wanted to make a game. And they were like, um, I know somebody that like might know how to do it. I can reach out and see if he's interested or could do it. Uh, I was like, yeah, that'd be great. So they reached out to this person named Steve Wozniak and, uh, his company's called chill biz. Um, so yeah, he, I told him the idea. I was just like, I want to make a mobile game. Is it possible? Whatever. He was like, yeah, definitely. Like, what are you thinking? And we just kind of after back and forth, uh, landed on just, I just knew that the, the experience needed to be short because everyone's attention spans are unfortunately so small. <laughs> and that's kind of how we landed on this quick little shooter game and, you know, whatever. So, and again, I can't really take any credit for it. Steve knocked this one out of the park. It's just, I couldn't be more grateful for everyone that was involved with this release. It, it's, it's just really inspiring, again, because... You no know, human being is going to be amazing at everything, right? Yeah, right. Like, like find others to like. Everyone that... needs a hand every now and then. Yes, exactly. I, I just I love this ethos that it really seems that hit like a girl. It 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 probably existed before the 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 brand hit like a girl started, and I'm sure it will persist long after. I hope um, so. So I don't know how much detail you can give on this. It's a it's a quick question, but how many other singles might we be getting before Heart Racer drops on April the second? Just one. Just one more. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with yep. just. I mean, just doesn't see. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> one more is fine. Uh, do you know what it is? Can you say what it is? Uh, yeah, the, the song's called Monsters. Um, but you know, I guess there's really not much to say. About about it other than that um but yeah we have some uh, some assets to go along with it so you know it won't just be audio i'll put it that way good 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 something to look forward to so everybody yeah, yeah. keep the eyes and ears opened um as i mentioned throughout this entire episode one thing uh, amongst many that i love about hit like a girl is the community um but it's not just with the actual music uh guest features and all the other creative avenues that you explore but also the community you're supporting outside of music you started No More Dysphoria, I'm sure, with other people helping along the way. Uh, a nonprofit organization created with the goal of helping transgender individuals pay for major aspects of their transition. No More Dysphoria was founded in 2016 and have been able to provide over 100 individuals through their transition, donating binders, gender-affirming clothing, packers, and more. 
you've almost or you've donated funds toward hormone hormone replacement therapy, top surgery, facial feminization surgery, and more. On the website, nomoredysphoria.org, you're quoted saying, if somebody told me they needed a cheeseburger for their transition, I'd buy them a damn cheeseburger. And God, <laughs> I, I mean, like, seriously, I'm I'm right there with you. I um tell me more about what No More Dysphoria is, uh, the goals and initiatives that you have um, on the docket this year, anything else that, um, you know, our listeners could do to help um, support? Sure. Uh, yeah. So No More Dysphoria actually started before Hit Like a Girl, um, which I think is, I don't know, it's definitely like my most like important just like, I don't know, goal in life or whatever. Like obviously if the band takes off, that's cool. But like really the reason that the two are so parallel is because I'm hoping that the band will pretty much essentially take no more dysphoria to the top, you know? Um, so yeah, we, it started out with some friends and I understand people have lives and they're busy and relationships and jobs and whatever. So essentially a lot of my friends kind of just like got busy and caught up in their own lives. So it is essentially just me for the most part. Um, and yeah, over the years, we've just donated thousands of dollars to people who've reached out. We've never been able to, like, donate, like, a shit ton of money to, like, one thing. It's always been, like, smaller donations at a time just to, like, kind of spread the wealth, I guess. But um, I'm hoping my ultimate goal is to pay for an entire surgery, which is looking to be this year. Um, I'm really, really fucking excited that we might actually be able to pay for someone's entire top surgery. Um this year so uh, i'm just you know i'm in touch with the person and you know we're hopefully going to get the ball rolling probably in the spring i think they've got like some consultations and stuff lined up but yeah <laughs> absolutely amazing there's so much to really um to, to be inspired by that um hoping that you know almost hit like a girl lifts up no more dysphoria like that is just so um that's that's so inspiring, and uh, I'm so thrilled to hear that you could be accomplishing this goal of giving almost a full, you know, a full surgery um, here in 2021. How can people? Um, I feel like sometimes people don't support or donate things, whatever that may be, because maybe they feel like money is the only thing that they can do, right? Yeah, and it's right. not always about that. Like, obviously, you need the money to be able to do certain things. Sure, we've but done, but we've done like closed drives before, you know. Like, I feel like that's a pretty easy one for people to get involved. Like, if you're sitting on a bunch of old clothes that don't fit anymore, like I'll be able to find somebody that will take them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't have like a full like list of people that are looking for clothes donations, but I'm sure like in a tweet or two, I can find a home for you know some stuff. So what is the best way then? Um, I, I mentioned the website, nomoredysphoria.org. What's, is that the best place for people to go uh, or to get involved or to donate or what's the, what's the approach? Yeah, that's definitely the best place to go to learn a little bit more about what we do. But um, I definitely invite anyone and everyone to contact me directly at nomoredysphoria at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever have you. And then uh, for donations, you can do, um, we have PayPal or Venmo. Um, Venmo is just at no more dysphoria and then PayPal would just be no more dysphoria at gmail.com. Um, you know, if anyone needs receipts for tax purposes, I can do that too, you know, whatever, but that would probably be the best way to donate funds directly. Um, and then every now and then I tweet and retweet like GoFundMe's. So if you want to just even like go direct 
to those individuals GoFundMe's. You can do that too, you know, whatever. I understand that money's obviously extremely tight. We're in a pandemic. Um, most of our fundraising used to come from touring and at shows and stuff. So it's been a little, it's slowed down a little bit. Um, so I definitely don't want anyone to feel like any sort of pressure to have to donate if you don't have it or don't have the means. Super understandable. It's all good. I just, I love everything that you, that you embrace here. Um, one of the last things I wanted to talk to you about, Nicole, is um, one of the like more, I guess, intimate ways that I've gotten to know you from a very far distance of social media, right? I, that's a weird way of saying it, but TikTok kind of lets you into people's lives as much as they allow you, right? And yeah. your approach to TikTok, it, it, it's fun. It's authentic. It's creative. Uh, just the other day you were doing like, You know, it's not, it's not great. I'm not viral or anything, but you know, it's because I'm not like a funny person. So like, I think you could tell that I'm trying very hard to be entertaining, but you know, I didn't sign up to be a comedian. So I'm doing my best well no here's the thing though the last video i saw you do was like that hacky sack snacks thing yeah hacky snacks <laughs> i mean look here this is how fucked up tiktok is right like um i mean I, great video has nothing to do with hit like a girl or no nothing more to right it probably had de decent engagement sadly it probably had even better than some that had to do with your music i hey. posted a tiktok yesterday about a shirt i was wearing that had a built-in fanny pack it has tripled tripled the amount of engagement as my new music friday post that showed seven bands people of color and marginalized communities trying to push their music out there it got I'm, come on like yeah. that's, it's fucking crazy um it, it's just how it works like you you go on twitter and you uh tweet like i don't know like orange man bad and it goes like viral but then you tweet like new music out check it out and like it just doesn't land in front of anybody right it, 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 it can be discouraging so on that right tiktok right now it got a bad name at the beginning i think a lot of you know like juvenile stuff was going on in there and then it really has flourished i mean there's doctors on there uh, architects you know that are in there's, these niches there's right? a corner of tiktok for everybody <laughs> and that's the best way i can explain it yeah like if you have anyone that's like on the fence about signing up or whatever you just ask them what their interests are and i guarantee that there is a tiktok community catered to that interest you know my favorite corner of tiktok is uh gay taylor swift because <laughs> there's a whole community of us who think she's gay and it's great Nice. Well, hey, you know what? I'm gonna have to look at that uh, that realm of TikTok and and, and see. Gaylor, just Ga saying. Gaylor. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do that whenever we get off. Uh, but it, but here's the thing, though. Um, that is kind of the value of TikTok is these niches, right? Where you can really start to build a community. There's like punk rock. There's uh, Midwest emo. You're seeing trending a little bit now. You know, which is like almost not to like flare anybody, but like kind of like a made up thing to an extent. So it's kind of crazy that it trends. You know. Yeah. Um, but truly, regardless of, you know, the engagement that you anybody currently has on TikTok, part of the value is, is that you could walk in with zero followers, post one video. Oh, and, yep. And that's it. Right. So um, why did you decide to join TikTok? Because there is like, again, a, a division in our music community. I feel that some are like, yo, I'm not going to ever fucking go on TikTok. And right. then some like you, they're like, no, it's another means to get the, the message out there. Why did you do it? Well, to be honest, I was really against it for a really long time, just because, um, unfortunately being on my phone as often as I am has been pretty damaging to my mental health. Um, yeah. so I was just like, I'm not going to download another reason to be glued to my phone more than I already am. 
And um, I don't know, the more uh, that I've noticed some other bands doing it, like Pool Kids, uh, I noticed was doing it for a while and um, whatever. I just like have been seeing the like the true like benefits of it for musicians, especially indie musicians and read a couple articles about how like, you know, if you want to miss this train, that's fine, but it's leaving the station. So you should hop on now. So whatever. Um, and I do, it, it's easy if you need to kill, you know, 30 minutes, it's, you can kill 30 minutes on TikTok, no problem. Um, I don't think I'm good at it yet, but I do understand what the algorithm is. I'm just like not funny enough to crack it. But if anyone is like on the fence about joining or whatever, like pretty much as long as you like utilize the text options that they give you, um, obviously good lighting is important and, um, you know, offer something of value. So I don't know if you noticed, but on your For You page, you'll most likely land on videos that are like how to's or, um, you know, they're the, the punchline is usually offering some sort of like information or giving you something to walk away with. So like, that's usually like, if you can kind of uh, crack that code in the algorithm, I feel like that's what's gonna help you go a little viral and obviously being funny, but you know. <laughs> I th I think you're pretty funny and I think I'm trying I'm trying <laughs> and I really do I really do enjoy your TikToks and maybe it's because I'm going through the journey early like with you too you know I was against TikTok at the beginning and honestly I think you nailed it um I never found the articulation until I heard you say it right now I really don't think that I at that time I, whatever time that was probably really early in the pandemic I just was like I cannot you know running a podcast on 50 different social medias I couldn't imagine uh, doing another another and i know and willow from the sonder bombs i'm so sorry i keep talking about the sonder bombs but i, I love them <laughs> me too clearly um yeah. willow tweeted i think a couple days ago i think it was willow um if not whatever willow hi um that <laughs> that um it's crazy that we're in bands right now and we're more focused on not the music. We're not focused on the music. We're focused on how do we make a video on TikTok that literally has nothing to do with our music so that people can find our TikTok and then find our music and then our band. It's it's a really ass backwards way the world yeah, and the internet almost is. almost discouraging in a way because, you know, obviously I put all my like energy and like me into the music and like that's obviously all I really want to like market and talk about and whatever and share. So it's like being a musician like is so much work like I always like think about like going on job interviews for example and like I have hit like a girl on my resume but it may not be and it might not be like professional in the sense of like actually like you know outside world like careers and stuff but like if given the chance to explain the amount of shit that musicians have to go through just to get you to press play we are the hardest working people probably ever you know what I mean like uh athletes get paid millions of dollars to shoot a ball in a hoop and like sure that's like that takes some degree of talent but like bands are almost like put in this box like being forced to have to be funny on the internet constantly you have to be posting constantly to in order to remain relevant you have to be putting pumping out music every couple years to stay relevant that like seems to be like the umbrella you know unfortunately and we're all trying so hard in this rat race just to get your attention and then you know, my record cost me thousands of dollars and I just want you to press play and it's free to press play. <laughs> you know, yep. it's fucking crazy. It, it really is. And, and the frustration, yeah, it, like I see it in so many artists, you know, right. and, and it I really have to be funny on TikTok. Like what the <laughs> hell? Just listen to the fucking music. 
<laughs> Seriously, I, I I totally feel that. And look, you know, what's nice is, is I definitely, I, I think you would agree. There's definitely a community here that presses play, right? Like there's definitely people that exist. But the goal is always to, to, at least for me, is to embrace more into the community and build up the diversity and let people who aren't in our box, you know, come into this box because fuck yeah. boxes anyways. I agree. Like, you know, you want to get to know the person that you are supporting. I fully, fully understand that wholeheartedly. Um, you know, but like, for example, like the band is just me. So like, I am the only one that has to be constantly posting and engaging and whatever, which is fine. But then, you know, some people who have bands, it's like, okay, well, you can like allocate, you know, those like different things to different members of your band. So it's probably a little less stressful for other people. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's definitely a lot. I don't think I could put myself out there any more than I already do. But seriously, I mean, that's at the end of the day, it's about the community. It's about the music. It's about the love that we share and bringing more people in and growing. And I, I hope that with Heart Racer, that your community that already is thriving and 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 it just keeps growing. Um, I'm really excited about this and, and it's been really, really amazing to get a deep dive into this so early because you just announced this. So mm -hmm. I feel like spinning thoughts is one of the first deep dives into this and I am honored yes. to, to have it. So Nicole, before we say goodbye and I always hate saying goodbye because at this point I feel like we're BFFs, right? Like we've, we <laughs> really, we, we, we are. Um, is there anything else that I might've messed up or anything I, I missed that, that you really feel should be out there before we say goodbye? Um, I think I'm allowed to say that uh, our next single, Monsters, I think is coming out March 16th. Um, yeah. Yes. I don't think that needs to be a secret uh, for whatever reason. Um, we are going to also drop a really cool merch item on Monday. So um, we are teaming up with this um, coffee company in Flint, Michigan called Rootless Coffee. And that entire company is run by musicians, basically. Um, so... We are going to have our own like blend of coffee with them called Heart Racer. <laughs> okay. That's, I guess I'm getting on board with that. So you're announcing it Monday. Um, yeah. When can people get this? I think, I think Monday okay. you'll be able to order it. Yeah. All right. So everybody, I, I already, I already, I, I've been like, I'm literally drinking it right now. <laughs> okay. All right. So is it like uh what kind of roast are we talking about here? Dark, like medium, medium blend. Yeah. Um, but this company rocks. Um, they also just recently put out a brew. Uh, a blend called Brew for Venues and um, donated all the proceeds from that blend to uh, Neva and Save Our Stages and stuff like that. So really super cool company run by musicians. They completely get it and really excited for the merch collab with them. Damn you, Nicole, for always just lifting up other people. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I honestly just uh, love giving people the chance because I guess I felt like no one ever gave me a chance before, you know, so if I have the opportunity to give people the chance to shine, I'm going to do it. Heart Racer drops April the 2nd via Refresh Records. You can get vinyl. You can get merch. You can check a mobile game. You can check out Boardwalk, the single and animated music video. And we've got Monsters, plural, dropping on March the 16th. Featuring uh, Barty Strange. What's that? Featuring Barty Strange. Oh, is that <laughs> the one? <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. This is wild. I'm going to explode here. Um, this is, this is just so much excitement right now. Nicole, thank you so much. We're going to link everything down below. There's a lot more coming from hit like a girl, but Nicole, thank you so much for being here for episode 212. So for having me. This was like such a great way to start my day. Awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. Once again, I want to thank Nicole for being my guest here in episode 212 of spinning thoughts. 
make sure you go and pre-save, pre-order the new album, Heart Racer, from Hit Like a Girl. It's due for release April the 2nd via Refresh Records. There's vinyl. There's merch. There's an animated music video, a mobile game, a lead single boardwalk out right now, and then Monsters, the last single off the effort, will be dropping on March the 16th, and it features Bartice Strange. Make sure you follow us on all social media at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com, and we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. We'll be back again the same time, same place, but until then, make sure you share music, spread love. That's when I